Welcome back to another episode of The Anxious Creative. I'm your host, Don Bradley, and I am so stoked that you're here and hanging out with me because I just love hanging out with people. <laughs> you know me, I mean, if you haven't heard recently, I was diagnosed with ADHD and I realized how much I don't always need to be interacting with people, but I just need to be around people. Like it actually is motivating for me to get more done if someone else is in the room. And I think it's called body doubling or actually Elena who works with me recently just introduced me to, I think it's called tandem play where like two people are in a room doing separate things, but it's like actually just really enjoyable. And so friend, I just want to say I'm so stoked that you're here listening and that we're hanging out. So today on today's podcast, I have my friend Crystal. Now Crystal and I have been um, internet friends for a few years. She's in the hair industry as well. And most recently we got reacquainted and it was just a really cool conversation we were having back and forth in the DMs. And I was like, you got to come on the podcast. This is too good. I mean, we both talk about um, social media and mental health. We both have been diagnosed with ADHD. Um, and I just really wanted to dive into a conversation that you could uh, overhear and listen into about this. Now, while we were editing this podcast, uh, we realized that I made an error. And I, in, in a part of the podcast, I talk about how um, neuro, the, the term neurodivergent was brought to separate, and uh, that, that is an error. So Elena, who works for me, actually let me know um, it is to celebrate. And where I got that from, where I got the original um, division from, was I was listening to a podcast about ADHD, and they were talking about like labels and saying like, neurotypical versus neurodivergent and how like it's really um, not I mean I'm probably gonna mess this up but basically saying like that there's like a baseline or a quote-unquote normal and really our all of our brains are so beautifully different and how there is like how society has kind of like done this one baseline for like this is how we will like learn and educate and then those of us who don't learn or 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 you know don't fit into this like quote unquote normal or typical way of learning are kind of considered like I don't want to say not normal and so that's where I was meaning about like the division but I totally jumbled up my words and misspoke so I wanted to put that in here as a disclaimer um just that I was listening to a podcast about how you know sometimes it's, labels can be great to understand ourselves but sometimes they can feel like they're making us feel like other or you know not normal and that's not the case and so i hope that clears it up but i hope you enjoyed this episode i had so much fun with crystal um so i'm gonna shut up now and let you enjoy it i overthink i overshare and i overanalyze so come explore with me as i chat about business life and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative welcome to the podcast crystal Hello, thanks for having me. I'm so, I feel like this has been so long in the, <laughs> we're both so awkward. We were just, for those of you guys tuning in, we were just saying, uh, this is so awkward at the beginning. Um, I feel like this podcast has been so long in the making. Like we've been in touch here. Like, I don't remember when we first connected years ago. Years ago. Like, I want to say when I first started on Instagram, maybe. Do you remember when you first made your account? I first made my account when Instagram came out and it wasn't even a hair account then. So I remember yeah. downloading the apps being like, oh, cool. Look what I can do to my pictures. And then like <laughs> the next day, like some random like, and I was like, oh shit, other people can see this. Right. I just thought and it was pictures, a photo editing app. Yeah. And the filters and shit, they were awful. And we were all like 
They They're so them. good. Look at my sepia photo. Remember yeah. I love it. Um, well, welcome. I love that. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't want to like to get into things too deeply. Tell everyone a little bit about who you are, where you live, what you're what you're up to. Um, so people kind of have an idea if they don't already know who you are. Okay, so my name is Crystal Casey, otherwise known as Crystal Chaos on the gram. Um, I live in Virginia Beach, Virginia. It is right now feels very much like Florida outside. So we don't love that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm a hair, I've been a hairdresser for 14 years. I've been, um, some people don't like the term influencer, but I've been a content creator slash influencer for the last four to five years and I've had my own salon suite business for the last six years so lots of learning curves in there <laughs> yeah the whole in like I sometimes cringe at the word influencer I feel like it's misused like a true like but like I like content creator I don't know why why do you yeah, see that came from negative connotations attached to it um because it's very much like when people now, especially, I feel like when people say influencer, I feel like there's money signs attached to that. Mm -hmm. And if someone says, oh, you're an influencer, it means you're being paid to talk about the products that you talk about. And a lot of people find dishonesty in that. And they think, oh, well, she must not actually like these products, but she must be getting paid a good penny for that. And that, um, that uh, payment system is something that I could talk all day about because it is different in every industry and is very unfair in our industry um uh, there's no standard no there's not but content creator is more what's positive you're creating content and there's a um a very authentic kind of connotation to that because it's content that you enjoy making and that you like making which is not always true for everyone but it just um i don't know it sounds better too yeah, I like that. Yeah, influencer. I like see when I see influencer, I see how like hashtag ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that means money. Yeah. All right. So that's not what we're getting into today. I'm really excited um, to chat with you because we recently reconnected. Not that we were disconnected, but like reconnected over mental health. And I'm curious, when did you? What age were you at when you were aware that mental health was even a thing? Okay, so <clears throat> I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was in somewhere between third and fifth grade. Oh, wow. I didn't really understand. That was more for my parents, I think, to like be able to understand and like handle me. Um, but I didn't really understand the ramifications of like what it meant to have ADHD until I was 33. Oh. And I'm 36 now. I just turned 36. So it's um been a roller coaster i am my birthday was two not this past saturday saturday before 24. 24. so sweet yep. i'm a i'm a cancer leo cup that's why i am a taurus cancer sagittarius i don't know which one goes i need to learn more but taurus some is days favorite. i'm like more cancer some i'm more leo yeah but um i don't I think my mom struggled with me having ADHD more than anything. Mm -hmm. My dad and I are very similar. And I do think that him and I are both on the spectrum simply because of the massive sensory issue issues that we have. 
but I've never been tested for that because in the 80s it was here's some Ritalin have a good day yeah yeah and like I remember so I was recently diagnosed with ADHD and I was like but the like the thought in my mind is like the boy in class that can't sit still or acts out and then learning in my studying learning that like girls with ADHD generally tend to be hyperactive in the brain rather than like outwardly do you know which type of ADHD you have is it inattentive hyperactive or both no clue okay. I both maybe that's me too I don't my brain it's more like in, in my brain now that I'm older I can tell you when I was younger it was like if like school for example if I was not interested in it I'm not fucking paying attention to it mm-hmm. you can't make me and so now that I'm older and I have the choice of the things that I want to pay attention to it's uh, hyper fixation and like tunnel vision on like the things that I am focusing on, which sometimes is really good. And sometimes like for my relationship can be really bad. So. Well, how do you find like, like, I think, do you think ADHD complements working in our industry? If you're creative, yes. Which most people I feel like with ADHD are creative mm-hmm. on some medium. Yeah. but if you're an accountant with ADHD, you're fucked. Like, yeah. Like, so as, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just gonna say like working with our hands, like being, being, cause I didn't get diagnosed until I kind of shifted my career out of the salon more. And I like had to sit at a, I was sitting at a desk more and I was like, why the fuck can't I pay attention to anything? And I was just like, whatever. And being like, oh, in the salon, I was having a conversation. I was hearing other people have conversations. There was music, there was movement. And I was like, kinesthetically touching something and so I was like multi-stimulated and realizing like I need stimuli to actually be more productive and focused does that bother you too much stimulation does that ever bother you um it can like if I'm I mean it can be exhausting like I don't like large groups of people um I thrive in like groups of like five to ten five to twelve and I always thought it was like an introvert extrovert thing but I'm like actually quite extroverted I like to be around people but it needs to be the right people and a small group like a large although I like standing on a stage and speaking to groups of people but like entering in to one I have like new I call it new place anxiety I don't like going places that I'm not familiar with so if I'm like walking into an event like I haven't gone to a hair show because the thought of like walking into a hair show showroom floor and there being people and not knowing how to navigate and you know will some will someone know me and I don't know them and I'll feel embarrassed or I'll go say hi to someone and they won't know like and it'll it's just like this like fear of awkward situations and also not I, I like to I don't like surprises that's it I like to know what to expect um so okay like, yeah you know what I mean like I hate surprises so going into I forget what you actually asked me but yeah I don't and then if I go to a restaurant, it can't be like a place that has like TVs because like good luck having a conversation with me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, a lot of girls in the old salon suite building I used to be in, they had TVs in their rooms for like long processes and whatever. Mm-hmm. I would fuck your hair up. If they're, yeah. if we are watching Bridgerton, I am not paying attention to your hair. Like I cannot have a TV in my salon. There's no way, no how. But I yeah, do. I remember putting my iPad on. Like oh, that sorry. is whatever. 
Yeah, like we, um, and I've done extensions for like five hours. I've been like, let's watch Netflix. And then I'm like, I swear to God, I slow down. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah. Show. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, so my original question to you was like, basically do you get overstimulated? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I need to like sit in a dark room after like being social, like being around a lot of people and like, just like close everything yeah. up in darkness. I definitely need to, like, I need a long time to recharge. Like hair shows are a lot for me, but the funny thing is like, I'm very much like you in that way, but also ever since I was a little kid, like I wanted to be a rock star. Like I was like, I'm going to be famous and whatever. And really the internet is the closest I've ever gotten to that. And that's not even really anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thrive in a hair show environment for about 45 minutes. And then I start getting overstimulated and I start getting annoyed, kind of like we talked about a little bit about earlier. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. And there's just people with like Orlando premiere is the worst because it's almost the entire convention center of just um, like shops basically for each brand and hairdressers bring these like rolly carts and they want to walk at the pace of a, a snail. And I'm like, fucking move like I don't know so <laughs> no, I love it because it's funny because like for the long well and I'm Canadian so it's a little bit and like with the world now like I don't know if hair shows are happening in the states or not but I still haven't traveled um but I used to kind of feel like major FOMO but I'm like at the same time like it's too much like three days of non-stop go 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 and then feeling like, oh, I'm going to miss out on opportunities or I'm going to miss out on like things like that and realizing like, you know what, I can, I, I get to define what success is for me and I don't have to go to these things. I mean, maybe I'll right. FOMO and I'll see everyone's Instagram stories of having fun, but is it fun 24 seven? I don't know. It's exhausting. And then you need like a vacation from your vacation, especially mm-hmm. like the older that you get. I remember uh one premiere Orlando that we went to I don't know if you know about the Goonies um are you familiar it's like a show no it's a group of us and we all were very much talking about like what you were talking about earlier where we were misfits and we didn't fit in anywhere and we didn't know like really which direction to go and we all met on Periscope kind of when that was a thing and we all ended up at the behind the chair show in new orleans in 2015 maybe Mm -hmm. and we all met in person and we liked hanging out with each other so much that we decided to like put on like a small hair show in phoenix arizona or class i should say and just so we could hang out together again and from there we became the goonies and i think we've done six classes and there's how many are there of you we're like wu-tang girl there's like 22 of us there's a ton i love it um and so that was like i I went off on a tangent here i forgot what i mean i was just gonna say like we (laughs) i was just thinking like we were gonna talk about adhd this podcast but both but both of us having adhd it's gonna be really hard to stay on that's true and I love, actually, I did a, a podcast episode with a Canadian company and we like kept tally of how many times I went on a tangent. But you know what I heard someone, so I know you were going on a tangent and now I'm going on a tangent, but someone, I was listening to someone with ADHD and they said, I'm a non-linear thinker. And I was like, oh yeah, like I really struggle to think like start, middle, finish. 
like to try and put things into an order that they need to have happen in I can't because I'm always like could do this and this and this and like I have to like kind of like put all these pieces to things out there and then try to figure out like what I don't really know because that whole like non-linear thinking I was like I feel so seen um I do both actually so when it comes to content creation and uh when I first started learning how to make videos there has to be a beginning a middle and an end mm -hmm. um and that was so easy for me because a hair process is the beginning a middle and an end right um so a lot of my thinking comes with that way but then like in conversations it's the opposite it's I'm all over the place right I can't it's so hard but I will go back and say so this is like my thing that like to somebody who doesn't have ADHD like my boyfriend the best way to explain to him how my brain works is that there's 150 tab tabs open at any given time and mm -hmm. if we open a new one together, I need to close that tab before we can move on. Like mentally need to yeah. be like, okay, this conversation's closed. That's, and it it's a lot. We have, to, <laughs> we have to really hyper-focus on this one thing until it's out of my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, the like 150 tabs, 100%. I, I never felt so seen until I heard that. And then also like, I'll get hyper-focused on something so random and I can't move the conversation on until it's like, no, I need to like go do this. The other thing I learned, which was really fascinating was sometimes like if someone's like, hey, just hold that thought, mm, not possible. No. Like it like comes in and goes out so quickly. And I remember one time Nick saying to me like, oh, just, and I was like, I literally can't. And he's like, he's been really great about like learning with me about how my brain works and to understand, or like, I'll have 10 thoughts come at me at once and I need to like frantically try to write them down so I don't lose them. And I'm like, how can I simultaneously have all these thoughts at the same time? It's like a crazy talent. So I'm curious, what do you think are kind of like the superpowers to having ADHD? Because I think so many people who think they might, you know, they might be self-diagnosed, they might be formally diagnosed, they really beat themselves up over getting a label stamped on them. And that was kind of like the hardest part for me is like, oh, another thing that's like, I'm not working properly. Um, but I think there's like some massive benefits and the whole like, sorry, tangent, the whole like typical and atypical, it's like, well, what like there's, or neurodivergent and what's the, what's like the normal? I don't even know what those are. I've never okay, heard so of like, that neurodivergent is what ADHD is. And it's basically saying that it's like not on the normal spectrum, but I'm like, who gets to decide what normal is? Right. And so that's my question is like, what do you think the superpowers are of well, ADHD? I think people who have ADHD, their brain is like a supercomputer mm -hmm. and we can accomplish so much in a small time span even while we're having conversations or driving our cars or whatever, but no one can see it. So our accomplishments are not like physical accomplishments. They are uh, internal accomplishments where like we can make a checklist. I don't know if you're like my, and I know I like reference back to my relationship a lot because he's like the person who's in my life the most who does not have ADHD. Mm. He has to write everything down. I remember every fucking thing. I'm like an elephant. Oh, I, can't. I don't I forget anything. Down. Yeah, I forget nothing. And so if I do forget something, it's like highly unusual for me. So I feel like 
we are really, really great multitaskers mm -hmm. where we can be doing a head of hair. So for me, this is just like the perfect example for me, just because I know there's a lot of hairdressers listening and I get asked a lot about like content creation and Instagram and stuff. I can do a full color makeover with extensions and still somehow manage to film the whole thing, take pictures of the whole thing, film from different angles, uh, use two different types of lighting, know exactly what kind of um, content I'm trying to capture before, after, outdoor lighting, indoor lighting, all of that. And then at the end of the day, go home and still sit on a couch for four hours and make all of that. So like, yeah. it sounds like a lot, but like in my head, I already have it da, 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 mapped out. I can envision what I want the end result to look like. I actually found it was more, it was a post about being a Taurus yesterday, um, but I feel like it can apply to ADHD. Let me see if I can find it in my saved, but it was so funny where it said, um, okay, where is it? Where is it? I'm not going to be able to find it. And I don't want to, um, it was basically Oh yeah. When you have a lot of creative, creative ideas, but do not know how to, oh, but don't know how to execute them. That's me. Like hundred percent. Like I'm like, okay, I see the end result. How do I get there? Like, that's the hardest part. And then there was another one. Maybe I didn't save it where I was basically like, um, it was about Tauruses, but I feel like ADHD too, about like not being able to find people that can actually help you execute it the proper way. But I mean, you yes. do it all yourself. And I, that's sometimes the hard part is like, I know the quality at which, and I can envision how I want this to be done. So getting someone else to help me requires a lot of work to get them to where I want them to be. So sometimes like just easier to do it myself. I don't trust anybody. I don't, I don't think that there is, this sounds really fucked up and it sounds very egotistical. So sorry. Also not sorry. I don't feel like I can I can find anyone who's as good as me to do mm -hmm. what I need them to do. Um, you your taste and your style. Right. Although I will say I must be a, a phenomenal teacher because I taught my boyfriend how to put extensions in and how to take like all my like travel pictures and stuff that I take. Yeah. He doesn't understand wow. the camera the way that I do, but if I just say this is what I want and I'll take a picture of him first and then he'll do it. Um, but I have a hard time with, so like online cre uh, content creation, not content creation, education, like everything that you kind of moved into, I'm having a really hard time trying to figure out how to do that myself right now. Like mm. I can't see the finished product like you were talking about. Yeah. So I'm like, I haven't done it. So if I can't do something, if I can't figure out the steps to do it and make it perfect or make it right way, I won't do it at all because perfectionism is part of that like cycle of ADHD for me. Yeah. And then I get depressed and I take a nap and then it doesn't get done. <laughs> I am, I always say I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm super particular. And so it's like mm -hmm. that control freak thing that comes out of me. And also like, I have really, I think probably similar to you, like we have really good taste and like, like we have good taste and style and so something new that we're not good at yet that we can't produce that that high level at we don't want to start sucking so it's like so hard to start and suck and I was um I was saying to someone yesterday like my very first YouTube video that I put out there like 
the video quality was shit. I didn't get like the lighting was off and I'm like, well, I'm going to put it out there anyway. And I got somebody like making a comment being like, this is a terrible video. The lighting's terrible, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm going to, you know, all all you hairdressers on YouTube don't actually know how to teach. I'm going to start my channel and actually teach the way you're supposed to. And I went to this person's channel and they had no videos on. And I was like, here's the different, well, I didn't reply, but here's the difference between me and that person. I was okay with starting and sucking because if you don't start, how do you want to improve? Well, you ever read those things that's like, it's okay to not be perfect as you have, everybody has to start somewhere as long as you start Mm -hmm. literally can not. I just can't. That's an ADHD thing too. It's like the ability, like once I'm in something, I'm good, but like trying to actually start is so hard. Yeah. And like, you get all these ideas of like how to make it or like where you want it to go. And then you start making it and you're like, this is all wrong. And then you just, I just quit. I'm like, yeah. So I'm curious, and this is maybe a very personal question, so don't feel obligated to answer it, but do you, what are your thoughts and feelings on medication for ADHD? Um, in fifth grade, the doctor prescribed Ritalin to me. Mm-hmm. And I took it for, I want to say like six months and I didn't feel like myself. I felt like I told my mom, I was like, I feel like a zombie. I don't feel like myself. Like it is. And I didn't know this actually till the other night. So Adderall and Ritalin are very similar mm-hmm. in their makeup and they are also an appetite suppressant. So I wasn't eating and I didn't feel like myself. It was just garbage. And so I was like, mom, I don't like this. And she was like, okay. You don't have to take it anymore. So from fifth grade till you know my whole life, I've had to just figure out how to manage this on my own. Which personally, I feel happier that way. Um, I did not graduate from high school. I got my GED. I actually did go back for a second senior semester because I wanted to walk with my class. Um, my high school fucked me over their garbage, so I dropped out and got my GED, which I knew I was going to hair school anyways. So I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But originally before that, I want, I actually want to be a JAG officer in the Air Force. Oh, cool. I used to want to be a police officer and it's amazing how many hairstylists also want to be police officers. And I'm like, what's the connection? Control. Control yeah. is the connection I feel like, or like power of some sort. That's weird. That's I like that. Yeah, I just recently, like, I've been testing out medication, but realizing I just started exercising again because I was feeling so, I deal with depression as well. So being lethargic and slow and feeling heavy is also something that I experience. And so it's like the engine's revving, but the body's like the, the car body's not moving. And I remember someone being like, it's like having a Ferrari engine in like a Honda Civic car. And it's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like my, it's just like, foot's on the gas, but on the brake as well. Uh, and I just started exercising and I'm like, wow, that feels so much better. And this, the psychologist that diagnosed me, she said, medication is just one of the four pillars that's gonna help you. So a lot, she's like, a lot of people just wanna default to medication and it can help. And I've been um, working with Vivance and trying it out, which has been quite helpful. Um, but just from exercising and eating better too, holy cow, the clarity and the fog that lifts and realizing like, exercise, diet, and sleep, as much as I hate that plays such a huge factor because as an ADHD brain, I just want to stay up all night. That's when I get the most creative and things like that. Oh, same. 
I, I love sleep, but I also, okay, so I just went to Vegas and it fucked my whole schedule up and I'm so upset about it because I finally got on a decent schedule where I was getting up at 11, like 10, 30, 11, which is early for me usually and going to bed around three. So, mm. I mean, I can still get like my creative late night, whatever, but um, I also don't exercise and so I, I understand 100% what you mean by the like engine car situation. Yeah. I need to. I, I remember I was going to the gym for a hot minute there a couple of years ago and I felt great. I looked great, girl. And it's like, but... why can't we stay consistent? And like, even I like, once again, that expectation, I, cause I have a Peloton and I'll look and I'll be like, oh, two and a half years ago, I was doing, cause it shows you like every minute, like where you, where you're at at your best. And I'm like, I'm so behind my best what's the point? And I was like, what do I tell my own students? Like jeepers, I'm putting like this expectation to be as fit as I was two and a half years ago when I was like, like a year into working out three times a week. And so yeah, it's hard like, to take your own advice. Yeah. And yesterday I took the pressure off and I was like, okay, just show up and get your, I can wear a heart rate monitor and like get in the orange zone for 12 minutes of this ride. And then I did great. And I was like, you know what? I keep thinking like, if I'm going to work out, I have to work out. It's like, no, I just need to move my body. And that's all that matters. Yeah, um, the endorphins help keep you happy and keep that depression away too. Yeah. So. And then, but once you do get depressed, it's like the last thing you want to do is move your body. <sighs> Such a yeah, sleep. girl, I hear that. <laughs> right, like all I want to do like yesterday, and yesterday I was like, okay, I remember I had a, a girl, I think she was on the podcast, Kelsey, who's a happiness trainer. And she said, instead of trying to like, bring in new habits and remove bad ones. Just put in like, okay, like for yesterday, I was like, I want macaroni and cheese so bad. And I was like, well, I'm going to go on my Peloton for 30 minutes first. And then, so I'll just add the positive thing in there rather than going, I'm going to work out and not have macaroni and cheese. And I'll be like, well, this life sucks. Like I'm going to make myself tired and not eat. And it's like, okay. So, and I remember being like, you want the cookie, but you're trying to eat healthier. Like have an apple first and then decide if you want the cookie and still allow yourself because you're just getting healthier. And I was like, it's a really smart way. Yeah. Do it. I don't know. I think I directed you towards like one of my IGTV videos, like uh, when we originally talked about this. And so like the one thing I did want to throw into this episode, because I feel like a lot of people can relate to it is that that cycle of, and this might be different for everyone. And it's so crazy talking to you too because your ADHD is so different from mine and I always thought ADHD was like a blanket thing and it's not yeah so for me it's like I get I have these ideas I like to call them ideas of grandeur where I'm like I'm going to create this big epic thing and I'm going to do you know whatever and then like we were talking about I don't know how to start it I don't know how to get I can't see the finished project and so I'll try to start it and then I'll get discouraged and then that'll put me into like an anxious type of feeling so I'll get anxiety about like wanting to do this thing that and I can't do it so then I get depressed but you know you're capable of it that's the hard right and then I get depressed and then I take a nap and then we start all over again so it's like this Mm -hmm. big whole circle situation and it's really really hard to break I feel like um, for creatives yeah. So I love that you want to put out online education, but you're getting stuck. Yes. And the actual, like you were talking about moving your body, the actual physical setting, cause I film everything myself and I edit everything. I literally have zero help. So for me, it's like That's going 
and filming it and then editing it is um once I get the first because it's like five video it's photography in case anyone was wondering (laughs) it's a photography and video class and it's the different angles of like the camera that I have to film Mm. and like myself and my talking points and then making all the pdfs and stuff for it like if I can sit down on a computer and just do it I'm fine but it's like the actual physical part of doing it and I'm like what if I leave something out and then I have to refilm the whole whole thing and oh my gosh yeah like putting an expectation making sure everything's in it yeah but the reality is is you can start in that like I, when I first created my education, it was very simple. And then I added to it as I went. So I was like, what's the necessity and what's something that I can wait to do? I thought this was going to be the easiest thing for me because it is just a lot of talking and I don't have to like do hair or anything like that. Um, But I also feel like it's a full production where I have to get up and do my hair and put on a full face makeup when in reality, Mm -hmm. I probably could just film it like this. I mean, yeah. I've caught on like I've been that way sometimes I used to be way more on my Instagram stories like well if I'm going to show up I need to have good lighting and hair done it's like that's not relatable (laughs) that's true that's very true and I'm like so adamant to like let's stop showing the highlight reel and let's start showing real life um I want to yeah this has been so fun to like I feel like yeah we have so many similarities with ADHD and then so many things that are different but I think also like combining with like other mental health stuff and then personal experience no doubt trauma like we've all we're all such individual people um I'm really excited and we've we've ran out of time for today's episode but if you'll come back for a second episode I would love to dive into the logistics of people reposting your work Um, because I know you talk a lot about that on Instagram um so to wrap this episode up Crystal I think one now you put it out publicly that you're creating a photography course and um I have to do it now. myself and the anxious creative podcast audience are going to keep you accountable to it okay (laughs) (laughs) um well before we wrap up where can people find you online um, so I'm actually in the middle of setting up a new website, but my old website is still up and it is crystalchaos.com and crystal is spelled C-R-Y-I-S-T-A-L. So kind of like crystal champagne, you know, Love it. um, and literally if you ever want to find me, just type in crystal chaos, crystal with the I and I'm everywhere. That's my name on everything. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to do part two of this podcast same friend same thank you for having me for this one so fun okay how fun was that oh my gosh I just want to hang out with Crystal so much that we are bringing her back for a part two so go ahead creep her Instagram look at all her stuff and get ready for another wicked episode with Crystal next week Until then, friend, if you're looking to grow your clientele or maybe you're looking to do that big price increase, I have two amazing free offers for you. I have my client attraction playbook, which not only helps get your chair full, but get it full with all the right people. So go ahead and go to donbradley.com slash playbook and you can get that free download as well as if you're, if it's time to raise your prices 
or maybe it's time to raise your prices but you're nervous you're going to lose clients we'll grab both of these freebies because you can raise your prices not your anxiety at dombradley.com prices and if you're nervous about losing people well this script is going to help you with that but also you'll get the client attraction playbook which is going to help you make sure that you keep your chair full all right friend we'll see you next week for another episode of the anxious creative with crystal casey part duh